Hey, this is Dan, and today on the Following Faith Podcast, we're talking to a dear couple from the Hobart Portage campus about their journey through infertility and how that led them down the road to in vitro fertilization, or what most people just call IVF. Hey, I just want to give a quick pastoral note on this episode. Much of what we talk about in this episode is about the emotional roller coaster of infertility and the spiritual side effects. We don't really get into any of the really technical or scientific aspects of the IVF process per se, but once we turned off the mics, our team had an incredible conversation with this couple about uh, how they were thoughtful and theological in their approach to IVF and their family, and they especially were careful in valuing and propagating life, which is a huge Christian issue. So we all agreed that this was a conversation we had to have again. And so sometime in the not too distant future, we're going to circle back around and talk about the scientific and theological interplay at work in IVF and how this couple approached it in a God honoring way. Stay tuned for that, but you're not going to want to miss this conversation that we had here. And without further ado, I hope you enjoy. Uh, welcome to the studio for all of us here. Uh, we've got guests in studio, you guys. Keith and Jessica Tenbush are in the house. What's up, Ooh, guys? Hey. hey. <laughs> so this is new for us. Usually we're doing Zoom, but... Um, we are all in the house. We are all in the house, and it is excellent to have you guys. Give us the deets. Like, how long have you been coming to the Hobart Portage campus, and uh, what's your favorite thing about the community? Ooh. Oh. Um, well, because we moved to Chesterton in 2017, mm-hmm. so... We started coming here maybe like in September of that year, I think. Yeah. We had actually found Crown Point right before we moved. And then we were really sad that we had found Crown Point and then we had to move away. <laughs> and then we were like, oh, wait, there's an HP. Let's go Little check that out. Little did you know. Oh, yeah. yes. And yeah. Jessica, I think I remember you got super engaged with uh, with the Verge kickoff. And you were like yes. choreographer for <laughs> the most incredible event we've ever done at our church. Did people not know this? I that's, didn't know this. That's actually how I learned about the huh. church in general. Like we weren't going. I was teaching... <laughs> At a, at a school in Gary and one of the teachers approached me because he knew um, someone that was looking for someone to choreograph and yeah. he knew I was a dance teacher. So he's like, hey, would you be interested in this? And I was like, sure, why not? And I started doing it and I was like, Keith, we should try this church out because we weren't going to church. Yeah. Um, and we wanted to find one. And okay. Yeah, so I remember God, there, there, was, there were stormtroopers <laughs> <laughs> and there was uh, Chad Stuxbury was <laughs> a orchestra director <laughs> And you did all that? Yeah, I mean, it was yeah. so good. Wait, what kickoff was this? Was this was, this was there was a couple, I, did a couple, I, I helped with a couple of different or, ones. Yeah, yeah. Okay. so it would have been um, probably the one in 2016 or 17. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I helped out with that one, but then I also helped out with the one like the year after That's that awesome. a little bit too. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, you guys moved out to Chesterton and yep. kind of settled back in here. Keith, you play drums at our campus. I, I think do. everybody kind of knows that. I hope they do. Uh, and Daniel's not on a mic to be able to brag on you, but we'll do it for <laughs> you. We're so grateful for your skill and just your investment here and um, really grateful for that. Uh, you didn't say your favorite thing about the campus though. We're all dying to know <laughs> what you love about the community. Oh, I think it's definitely about how much of a family it really feels like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, like I've been going to church my whole life and I've never had a church where I felt like a member of the family. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm more than just a person in the congregation. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's so sweet. That's sweet. Okay, I'd agree. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> uh, so, so you guys, we're uh, talking about families. All right, that's a great segue. Thanks for that. Um, and how God builds a family. And you guys have just had an incredible experience. Um, there's no like, uh, you know, hidden secret for you guys. We've had our previous guests have kind of had more of the like surprise stuff's changing in our lives. 
but maybe uh, you can share with us kind of what happened in your world a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, I mean, two two weeks ago on Sunday, um, yeah, we had a baby. You <laughs> had a baby. Yeah. Had a baby. Right. And this baby was um, a long time coming. Yes. Very long. Yes. Yeah. Can you share with us uh, maybe how long you guys been praying, thinking through, and asking the Lord to give to give you a child? We got married in 2016, mm-hmm. and I think maybe it was like three quarters of a year, and then we decided, okay, let's let's grow the family here. Um, and because we had just finished like the uh, Financial Peace University, so we figured that like, okay, we got yeah. the budget, we got the foundation, we got we got the means to do this. Timing is right. Let's go for it. And we went for it. And then it was a long year, mm-hmm. you know. Sure. Um, and so uh, throughout that long year, we ended up realizing that maybe we need to go see somebody. And so I think we ended up going to see someone probably would have been sometime in 2018. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it was December that so we'd been trying a little over a year and like I remember talking to my OB like when we first started trying she was like, "Yeah, you know, if things like aren't happening about a year, like come talk to me." So after about a year and uh, nothing was happening, I mean, especially like I feel like I'm a healthy person. <laughs> um mm-hmm. like I, there's nothing wrong with me necessarily. So I was so after a year and nothing's happening, it's like, okay, well, what's wrong? Like, mm-hmm. why, why isn't this happening? Um, and that's when, yeah, went back to her and then they recommend a specialist, um, which we love, Dr. Cohen, um, with IHR in Shout Chicago. Out. We don't have oh. like a little ding thing yeah. I know. for like yeah. product <laughs> placements. Yeah. But, but really, uh, I mean, the, the IHR, the, they were really, really wonderful. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously we'll be going back to them, but um, yeah. but he he was great um, for us. So that's when we kind of started talking and had to go through tests and stuff first. Um, so, yeah, that's where it all kind of began. Before we get to maybe the uh, that that more the scientific stuff, yes. but I want to talk about that year, mm-hmm. that first year that you guys were trying. It's um, it seems to me and, and I don't know if this is accurate. I'd love to hear your perspective on it. Um, when you're trying and things aren't happening, there starts to become a, a, a heightened level of I don't know if panic's the right word, but just like awareness. What was that year like for you kind of on the monthly basis trying to figure out like, is this happening or not? I remember the first month we started and Jessica was late like a day and I was like so excited. I was like, guys, we got it the first try. (laughs) Great. And, you know, obviously that didn't pan out. And then as the months went on, you know, you got to about halfway, six months later, eight months later, and then it became like, okay, holding your breath for a week mm-hmm. until you find out if this is the time. Mm-hmm. Right. And it just got definitely progressively, progressively harder. Oh, yeah. Heading into that first month, like, okay, we're ready. We have a foundation. We're going to start trying. Did you have um, set expectations on how you thought mm-hmm. it would go? Like, was it, you're like, oh, we're going to get, this going to be first month. What, what were those, what were those expectations mm-hmm. leading into it? I would say I definitely didn't, like, I didn't expect it to happen right away. Um, but, um, like I said, like I was healthy, he's healthy. I mean, I didn't think anything would be wrong. <laughs> like, yeah. cause yeah, especially being around a lot of people that are having babies, <laughs> especially right. in this church, I feel like they're a very fertile <laughs> group of people. <laughs> I mean, well, cause we were actually talking about this earlier too, is that we were in a small group at the time too. Mm-hmm. We're literally all but one other 
woman in the small group got pregnant within the time that we were wow. trying. Wow. <laughs> so that was that was kind of that was definitely hard. Um, like finding out, oh, another person's pregnant. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like I, I think that I wasn't expecting to get pregnant right away, but I definitely didn't expect it to go that long. Like mm -hmm. I was thinking maybe just a few months, like a few tries, yeah. you know. Um, so, but <laughs> yeah, the discussion was a lot more about how many children we wanted to have rather yeah. than whether or not you what would. are we going to do to get yeah. there. Yeah. So as those months wore on, how did each of you guys process that time? Because I know a lot of times men and women process that differently. Did you guys experience that in your marriage? And and how, tell us a little bit about that. I mean, I, I definitely was personally in my mind was like, okay, well, what's wrong with me? Mm. <laughs> um, that's where I went. Because, um, yeah, each each month going through the test and then it coming back negative. Like, and yeah, like I said, like trying just to wait to see, you know, if it's going to be that, you know, and yeah. So I, I definitely think I, I put it all on me. Mm -hmm. I, ne I never thought that something could like, I don't know. I instantly just thought that there's probably something wrong with me and mm -hmm. a reason why I wasn't working. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Keith, were you aware of that? Like, did you, were you guys talking through that? And, and was that something that was on your radar? We were not as good at communication then mm -hmm. as we are now as a mm -hmm. result of this. Mm -hmm. So I would say no, that was not on my radar. You know, I think from where I was coming from, you know, I, I guess I, I kind of felt like, oh, it's not me, but you know, it's just <laughs> like, we just, it's just not working out, you know, didn't really think that there was anything wrong. It was just, you know, the odds were not in our favor. And, um, you know, towards the end of it, I definitely, when I was praying, definitely was like, um, kind of coming at it almost like transactionally with mm -hmm. God, which I, you know, totally not, not the way to do it, but it was like, okay, God, what are you trying to teach me so I can learn this so we can get past this? Mm. Just do this. Yeah. Like, yep, yep. Yeah. Give yeah. the test. I'll, yeah, yeah. I'll pass it. We're yep. good. Yeah. And I thought I did all of that and it just didn't work out, you know? Um, but I mean, kind of spoiler here, like mm -hmm. the, what we went through has actually in my mind been a great thing. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I really love where we're at in a relationship with each other. I love where we're at in a relationship with God. I mean, yeah. I I can't imagine how we would get here <laughs> without going through wow. the, the struggle that we went yeah. through. I, I love that. And I wonder, um, that, you know, this side of difficulties, this side of struggles, I think we always look back and say, well, God was in that. Mm -hmm. Um, and then we give that to other people yep. as well. And that's, that's often right. the advice that we give to other people. Well, you know, you have no idea what God's doing through this. And it comes across so um, callous, mm -hmm. yep. you know. And so I wonder if, if if 2017 Keith, if you could go back and tell, you know, 2017 Keith um, that, how would you frame that? How would you frame that advice? Mm -hmm. What what kind of um, things would you tell you as a couple back then? about what was to come and the good that, that came out of it. That is an excellent question, by the way. I just want to draw attention while you guys are thinking about that. Yeah. So the Way excellent go, question that that was. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I thought about that too. Like thinking about this interview and like how, cause you know, we're on the good side of this at this point, mm -hmm. you know? Sure. And right. so, you know, definitely hearing um, the good stories when you're in the struggle can mm -hmm. hurt a lot, yep. mm -hmm. you know? Um, 
But I think if I had to go back and talk to myself then, which I think is really almost a totally different person, Hmm. um, especially when it comes to like our relationship um, with God, I would say that, you know, growing hurts, but but it's it's 100% worth it. Hmm. You'll get through it. God will bring you through it. God will provide. That's good. And it'll be worth it. Yeah. I think like what you said that, yeah, it's worth it. That's kind of been like my mantra. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like this whole time, it's like, this is worth it. Yeah. Like this will be worth it. Like whatever the outcome is, um, mm. it'll be worth it. <laughs> so you, you've referenced a couple of times that your relationship with the Lord is different now coming through this journey. Can you say a little more about that? And maybe even just answering specifically the question, what have you learned about God in that period of time? Um, I would, he's a provider because <laughs> there were definitely so many situations where it was like, yeah, I'm not sure what's going to happen. And then boom, God was like, here you go. <laughs> um, give us, give us some of those often. Um, oh, so this is a, this is a event that was like almost life changing for me really. So we, um, we're now into the, okay, we're doing IVF, we're doing, and, and I'm going now for all kinds of tests. And and the crazy thing about the test was that the, you know, the doctors were saying, yeah, the numbers are good. You're totally normal and good. It's just not working, you know? So so go talk to a different specialist. Um, so anyway, we're at the point now where we're going to do um, IVF and we're going to do um, transfer and stuff. So I have to go provide samples, you know? And the numbers were coming back, okay, okay, you know, we need to give you another sample. They're okay. And then the one day I got the call after giving a sample and the number came back as nothing. Hmm. And it was just such a, you know, crushing thing. Because at, at this point, you know, I mean, we're we're praying all the time. We got a good group around us that's praying for us and all this kind of stuff. And it just seems like, man, this is a huge step backwards. Um, and at the same time, you know, I actually had an interview at work and I remember Jessica goes to me, you know, should we pray about this? And the first thing that crossed my mind was a lot of good that's done lately. Mm-hmm. And sure. as soon as I thought that it just, it hurt, you know, um, because I know that that wasn't true. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we came to church the next Sunday and it was actually the start of prayer week. And um, it was the the year where basically uh, you had all the clothespins up there and we wrote something down and took our prayers up there. And I remember right away, I looked down at my paper and I just wrote infertility. And I folded it up and I just walked up there and I put it up there. Hmm. And come back and I sit down. Or I don't even sit down. You know, I just, I just walk back and there's all these people coming back down the aisle from going up there. And this lady is kind of fighting the current coming back up to us. And she goes don't really know you guys, but God has put it on my heart to pray for you. Can I just, mm-hmm. can I just give you a hug? And she gave mm-hmm. us both a hug. And then we turn around and someone else comes down the aisle and they just give us a hug and we kind of look at each other and, you know, a third person comes, gives mm-hmm. us a hug. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I, I really just feel like those were hugs directly from God. That was God directly showing us that mm-hmm. he loved us and that he's there for us in, in, you know, one of those, these really bottom times. And that was a moment that I looked back on through the rest of the struggle mm-hmm. and said, look, mm-hmm. God is with us. Yeah. He'll get us through whatever. Mm-hmm. So 
don't sweat it. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Keith, you have mentioned uh, a couple times through this, the community that's been around you and even just then very specifically, positively. And I wonder, um, you mentioned with your small group that during the time of infertility, the year that almost everybody got pregnant. <laughs> um, I can't imagine that was very easy to, to see and to engage in community with those people. And um, I, I know like I know people right now who are going through this, right. even with small groups. Um, how did you guys deal with that? How did you see maybe month after month your disappointment um, and somebody else's joy in announcing a pregnancy? What was that like? Did you have a tendency to maybe pull away from community or dig in deeper? Hmm. Um. I, I would say I, I probably pulled away, <laughs> um, and and it felt I felt bad because even like I remember um, one of the small group people like when she got pregnant, she well she was kind enough to actually tell me personally before she like announced it to everyone because she she knew hmm. what we were going through, um, and and she she was like I know this is hard for you and I felt so bad like hmm. because. I wanted to be happy for her, mm -hmm. and I was, but it was still really, really hard. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because um, yeah, because yeah, so many people around me, it seemed, were were pregnant. Because um, and that wasn't like because there was even a moment too. Um, I remember I told Keith about this. Like I was actually at school, and because I teach <laughs> people to know, teach at high school, mm -hmm. and. I heard like a girl getting sick in the bathroom and I was like, oh, are you okay? You know, make sure I was like, do I need to go get the nurse? And she was like, oh no, I'm pregnant. And I was just like, mm. like, and, and like, and, and you know, I'm, I hurt for this girl because I'm like, oh my gosh, like this is, this is, but then at the same time, I was like, how is this fair? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? And I just remember going to my office and crying and I was like, why her, but not me. Mm -hmm. And, um, and, but I, I feel that though, after that moment though, like, I think God just kind of, I don't know, it, it hit, like I said, because, because then it, yeah, I was really, really upset because I was like, this isn't fair for that girl to be pregnant and not me. But then I think God kind of changed my heart to be like, this girl though needs love. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. you know, like I was being really selfish, <laughs> yeah. you know? And I think that that moment, it, he kind of called me out on that mm -hmm. um so i like i personally felt like after that that i was able to maybe to to, to process it differently still be sad like a little sad like mm -hmm. when i would hear other people but i think after that like i was still able to kind of start celebrating more for people because it's like i need to stop being so selfish mm -hmm. because knowing too that when it was my time it would be my time mm -hmm. yeah Man, we're getting the the real feelings, and so I appreciate you guys being willing to to let us in. I want to go to that moment where you where you made the decision that our our path to a family is not going to be sort of the um, the traditional natural. You know, we're going to need a little help here, and so we've done the interview with the Labarges about adoption, mm -hmm. um, and uh, that wasn't the route that you guys went. You made the decision to go through the IVF process, and and I just want to know, like, how did you make that decision? Like, what was it for you that made this the thing that made sense? 
Um, well, so we knew we wanted a family and we knew that whatever path God took us through, we were going to get a family at the end of it, you know, assuming God willing, you know, but, um, we wanted to try, uh, as many avenues as we could first. Right. And so like we looked into it, we looked at, you know, what this path would do to Jessica physically, you know, cause it's, it's, you know, it's expensive and it's a, it's a real physical strain for her. And, um, we did look at adoption and we ultimately said that, okay, well, let's try IVF first. And, and if that doesn't work out, well, then we save up and maybe we'll get adoption. So it was just, this is the first attempt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so you guys, uh, did you know much about the process, like starting out? Like, uh, I know before we turned the mics on, Keith, you had mentioned that once you got into it, you kind of realized like everybody touches uh, maybe and or has someone who they know in their world who either has gone through IVF or has, you know, that's true about Kristen and I too. We have people in our family who have gone the same route as well, the same road. But like, how did that go for you? I mean- what did you have to learn and how did that, how did that work? Um, yeah, personally, I, I don't think I knew about anyone until we started going through the process. Mm-hmm. Cause actually some good friends of ours were going through it at the same time as us mm-hmm. that we didn't even know until we started going through it. And then we started talking to them and they're like, oh yeah, yeah, this is what we're doing. Like, this is where they, they went to a different clinic, but yeah, like they were in, they're in Chicago. And so um, I really, honestly didn't know much about it until we started going to the doctor and he started educating us about it, um, mm-hmm. about all the different processes. Like, I mean, and he would just lay out exactly what would happen and how things would work and whatnot. Um, so now I know a lot about <laughs> my <laughs> yeah. body, like the, the yeah. human body in general. The, um, so yeah, so I can answer a lot of different questions. Um, but yeah, I mean, I that's I feel like I didn't know really anything until we started going through it. Did it uh, exceed your expectations? Or <laughs> knowing what you know now, looking back, do, are you glad you didn't know about it? Or <laughs> um, I mean, I don't know. Me personally, I'm I've stuff like this is interesting to me. Like I, I don't know I, because one, I feel like it's so cool learning about what the human body does. Like, I'm like, yes. oh my gosh, God, you're so cool. <laughs> like, this yes. is amazing. Like, how can, how can yeah. this happen? Oh, well, because God, <laughs> you know, <laughs> honestly, honestly, that's, that's a lot of stuff that I've learned from, from IVF and also just being pregnant in general and all that. It's like, wow, like this is, yeah, God's mm-hmm. amazing <laughs> to create that, all of this. <laughs> that might be the best like theological statement we've ever had on the podcast <laughs> yeah. though, of just like, why? Because God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. No, I mean that's that's fantastic, and to hear hear that come through from from this. So, um, you guys go through the rigmarole. I'm going to call it that because <laughs> I don't know what else to call it. And and then there's a a, a process uh, by which if this works, you'll be pregnant. Well, there's a whole process before that. There's oh, a of few course. processes. Yeah. That's my rigmarole. <laughs> yes. uh, uh, talk to me about kind of that moment where everything's hinging on on all of this. Uh, how did that feel for you? There's a lot of prayer. Mm-hmm. There was, yeah, there was a lot of prayer and kind of that holding your breath type thing that I was talking about. Um, and then I think the worst part was after you found out that you were pregnant, like I, I, it was like a month, two months where I was like, 
I don't know mm-hmm. if I want to accept it because mm-hmm. I don't want to get my hopes up again, mm-hmm. you know, because mm-hmm. there's been so many, you know, where you have like the embryos and then the embryos don't make it through, don't become mm-hmm. viable, you know, stuff mm-hmm. so like that. So we had had a lot of stepping back. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was, that was the first thing was when we found out that we're pregnant, lots of excitement, but then... How yeah. many how many eggs do I want to put in this basket? No pun intended. <laughs> That's an excellent. Point. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, I because like you said, like I think after going through, I mean, obviously, going through not getting pregnant naturally, and then once we started the process, like you said, like them trying to create the embryos, um, and getting emails, like because pretty much like the way that it goes, you get emails, updates on like, oh, hey, like, because they, they take so many eggs from you and they, you know, they um, try to fertilize them all, but then it doesn't always work. Right. I mean, because it doesn't obviously always work inside your body right. either. Yeah. And so, so just going through that, like, it's, it, it was definitely a different feeling though too, because I feel like, because normally you wouldn't even know that that's happening inside your body. Mm-hmm. But then here we are, I'm like, Every other day I would get an email notification. Oh, hey, you like you started with five. Now you only have four. Hmm. Oh, and now only like two have made it through this process. Oh, and then you lose the last one. Hmm. So it's like so what like you said, like the once we were actually like, well, one, when we finally got embryos, like that was amazing. And then when we actually had the embryo transfer, um, it was, yeah, kind of that, is this gonna work? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. then I remember just on my way to the doctor because I would have to drive to Chicago like six in the morning um, for all these tests and whatnot. Um, I remember going to do the blood test to see if I was pregnant. Like, and I think it was that morning actually that like I feel like I finally was like, if it doesn't happen, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Like I was like at a, I, I was at such a peace with everything, mm. and and then. I think it, I mean, later that evening was when we got the results, Mm -hmm. but, but they also were like, okay, you were going to have you come back in like a couple of days to do another one just Mm -hmm. in case. Like they always have you do more than one. So it was like, I, I, I think I didn't even accept it at first. Cause yeah, I was just like, wait, is this real? Like, Mm -hmm. wait, what? I no, (laughs) you know, it's like, no, because this is our first embryo transfer too. Um, we had tried other processes, but this was the actual first, um, frozen embryo transfer that we did. Um, and then, yeah, came back positive, came back positive the next time. And then I, but I think though too, at the beginning, it was like, I don't know if like, I was nervous that something would go wrong, honestly, mm-hmm. yeah. um, because they were like, okay, be careful. Like, don't do too much. Like, and mm-hmm. here I am a dancer, like trying not to do anything and <laughs> trying to teach dance, but not do anything. Um, Cause they're like, yeah, don't jump around and don't do I'm like, okay. I'll this try is that. my life. <laughs> a lot of jazz music. <laughs> um, so that, that was just challenging itself too. Like thinking like, cause not wanting to do anything to, to make it go wrong. Um, and then I had a subcranic hematoma, which can occur often with, um, an embryo transfer like this, but that was scary because, I mean, I had some bleeding and the last thing a pregnant woman wants is bleeding. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember that was, that was terrifying because we were actually at church that one morning mm-hmm. and we left because, um, yeah, we were afraid mm-hmm. <laughs> that we would have to go to the hospital. Um, but I mean, we prayed every night mm-hmm. 
like just for God to 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 watch over this mm. and that and just put it in his hands because mm-hmm. knowing that we had absolutely mm-hmm. no control over it. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is really interesting for me to hear because of all the um, you know, different processes that we're going to talk about in this series, IVF seems to be the most, I'm going to use the word clinical, right? Because yeah. it's the most, um, you know, scientifically precise mm-hmm. and the science behind it is really easy or not easy, but like pretty, pretty clear. And what I'm hearing you say even still is that life is fragile and it it really seems like it only comes from god mm. like it's all it's all up to him um you you i remember that day that you guys had to leave too and i remember the look in your eyes of um you know it was you're confident i feel like it wasn't like you were freaked out but it was serious mm. and uh I remember us praying for you guys and and uh just asking the lord to you know, we've we've had to pray that prayer a couple of times for different families, and um, to know that the Lord was good in the midst of that it was such a such a blessing. You go through the process. You be, you become pregnant. You're struggling to accept it. Mm-hmm. What was the moment for you that kind of like tipped the scales from doubt to like ho- dreaming about the future, like let, giving yourself that permission? to actually think about what is coming. So because it was IVF, we did ultrasounds at like really early stages. And I think getting to see that like literal little pee in the, <laughs> in the black squiggle, you know, like yeah. that, and knowing that that was our baby, mm-hmm. um, that was, that was a, a turning point. Oh yeah. I remember like, cause it obviously because of the, you know, what's been going on this past year he wasn't able to come to the clinic with me um but i get to see what most moms don't see is the baby's heartbeat pretty much when it started wow. at, at six weeks being six weeks pregnant i got to see my baby's heartbeat wow and that's i think like that was amazing mm-hmm. um i was still nervous though like yeah because obviously that was still early on like just about like making sure that like my body would do what it's supposed to do to, mm-hmm. to keep her safe. Um, but yeah, but seeing that, I was just like, that's, that's insane. <laughs> like it was, it was insane seeing that heartbeat at six weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that, that was, that was pretty amazing. Um, what, so, so you, we kind of started here by saying, Hey, a couple weeks ago you had a baby. And so thank you for even, you know, postpartum coming into the studio <laughs> and like being willing to, I don't even know if you've gone to the grocery store or like to a restaurant, but you're coming to church to talk to us. And so I appreciate that. Um, I, I'm curious, like along the way, was there anything else that just made you push into the Lord or was it, was it kind of pregnancy as usual? Like, as we would think about in terms of how pregnancy tends to go. Um, so honestly, I don't, I don't know, because I would say given everything that we went through to get pregnant, my pregnancy was really easy. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. sorry, moms who have. <laughs> um, but no, like I, when it came to, I, morning sickness, didn't have morning sickness. Like I, I think the, the scariest thing was at the beginning with the subcranic hematoma. But once all that passed, like I was like, oh, this is great. <laughs> like, honestly, like, I don't know. Like I, I think, cause once we made it through that first trimester, it's like, I felt like, 
that nice relief, which I think a lot of moms feel that way, though, too, because, you know, first trimesters when they if anything is going to go wrong, it can happen then. Um, so, yeah, like once I was in that second trimester, like I was good. <laughs> like, and I, I don't know. I don't know how you feel about like everything. <laughs> I, well, I mean, you've you did all the hard work. Um, <laughs> but good man. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I mean, I, I think that part of it, too, is. Um, you know, when we would hear other people tell their stories about their children and like, mm-hmm. oh, they cried all night and, you know, this was this was such a difficulty over here. You know, the thought from me was, I want to have that difficulty, mm-hmm. right. you know? Mm-hmm. And so at least for me, the the difficulties that we, we, we went through just were like, mm-hmm. I'm so glad to be having this difficulty mm-hmm. right now. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. I'm so glad to be having this challenge. Well, I think mm-hmm. that might be why too. I feel like my pregnancy was so easy. Like, I mean, yeah. I, I say it was easy. It, I mean, my feet were swelling up every single night. Yeah. Um, like, you know, things like, but things that like were natural though for me. Yeah. So I was like, no, I'm fine. Like, that's fine. Yeah. Let, let my feet swell yeah. up. Like, right. cause I'm pregnant. Right. <laughs> So, yeah, I, th- I think we definitely were accepting of a lot of these things. And now, like, yes, we have a baby. Like, I was crying the other night trying to nurse her, but well, <laughs> I get to cry about nursing right. my baby. Right. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Oh, what a gift. <laughs> so, I I mean, this is, we're all kind of sitting here teary-eyed, just amazed at what God's done. And that's, um, it's an incredible thing to hear. And I'm so grateful for you guys sharing your story. And I wonder if... Um, we know for a fact that there are people listening who are uh, in the struggle right now and who are maybe in your, what was your 2018 year of wondering and um, feeling the grief. Um, what would you say to them? I know before Scott asked what you would say to yourself then, but what words do you have for those people who are in it now? Lean into God. Mm-hmm. We have said throughout the process, we don't know how people can get through this process mm-hmm. without God. Mm-hmm. You know, there were so many times where we had those steps back. Um, but, you know, uh, the relationship that we have with God, which backed the relationship that we have with each other, you know, got us through those, those pits. So mm-hmm. I would say, you know, God has put this in your life for a reason, you know, God isn't going to give you more than you can handle. Um, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, I mean, I wouldn't necessarily say that he won't give you more than you can handle, but that no matter what, he's going to be with you through it. Yeah. yeah. Good. And cause that's definitely what I like. I mean, cause there were definitely some days where I'm just like, I definitely at the beginning, it was like, why God, why God? And then eventually I was able to be like, okay, God, like, what are you, what are you teaching, trying to teach me? And, and I think it's okay to go through that time of why mm-hmm. God, why, yeah. why me? Yeah. Because you do have to mourn. You do have to go through that stage, um, but just be open and let God work through it. Hmm. Like he's got to, he's got to help you work through it and eventually you'll get to that part to where you to the point to where you you can actually be like okay what am I trying what are you trying to teach me God mm-hmm. and and yeah like I feel that we personally like our relationship got so much better because of it mm-hmm. um I, I hear what I hear from you guys is not necessarily you know um just embracing the struggle but there's something deeper to it about 
how God's presence, you know, I think about the Psalm 23. It's the only Psalm number that I know. Uh, <laughs> even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. And sometimes I think I, I hear the hearts of people who are walking through infertility. It's not life, it's death. And it's this grieving process. It's this mourning process. And they say, I will fear no evil because you are with me. Mm-hmm. And for you guys to be a testimony of the fact that at every step of the way, from Dave Ramsey's course on finances, prepping you to like save enough money to pay for kids <laughs> mm-hmm. to then not not being able to do that. And then having all of those next steps come through, God's been with you. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe a last question that I just have is, um, you know, it's still, IVF is still really new. I'm going to call it technology, you know, because like it's a, it's a relatively recent, you know, 20th century type of a thing. And as such, and I think in the Christian world, there can be some sort of stigma around it. Um, you know, what would you want to say just about your experience and how you've seen the Lord um, bless you and build your family through this means um, to, to maybe just our church at large to help us understand uh, just the goodness of God in this? I would say that God used this as a great palette to show us his goodness. Hmm. You know, he gave us lots of opportunities to show us that. And, you know, it, God gave us the doctors. Yeah. He hooked us up with with some just a fantastically amazing people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he he helped uh, he helped pay the bills. You know, when a bill would come up, oh, hey, you get your tax return back at the right time. <laughs> or, you know, a bill would come up and, hey, you know, uh, family wants to just share some money. So it's... God provided through the whole thing, and it was a great, great witness to that. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah, and like, like you said, like I, yeah, God provided you know the the doctors, the knowledge and know how like you know to do this. Like, and I I feel that, um, if if that's how God's going to use someone to create life, like mm-hmm. what. What is wrong with that? Yeah. <laughs> um, because, yeah, I mean, that's, and because that was our, this is our story. This is our normal, like, mm-hmm. I feel like, because I know that you talked earlier too, like, we had mentioned that a lot of people don't talk about this much. So people don't know about it very much. But, you know, for us, this is, this is how we had to get pregnant. This is how we're probably gonna have to get pregnant again. I mean, although we're not discounting God and what <laughs> he can do. Yeah. I mean, because, yeah, we talked about, yeah. like, you know, like, if we get pregnant naturally, I mean, abs- that uh, that would be another podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it might be. You never know. <laughs> I know. And we, we definitely won't discredit that. But, I mean, thankfully, we know, though, that we do have other embryos stored. Mm-hmm. So we we can continue to grow our family. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So it's, I mean, this is how God's provided us mm-hmm. with a family. Mm-hmm. So we're, yeah, that's how we're going to do things. <laughs> Guys, thanks so much for sharing your story with us. And we're so, um, you know, blessed to have been able to walk alongside of you uh, for the past couple of years. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But but especially in joy and prayer the past, you know, nine months. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're excited to see you guys grow uh, even closer together as, as parents and to be uh, cherishing the gospel together with your daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, it's such a such a huge gift. Um, what an Easter it was this past weekend for you guys. Amen. Uh, to mm-hmm. be able to celebrate some some new life, yes. not just spiritually, <laughs> but like actually in your home mm-hmm. and in your family. And so uh, thank you guys as well for being willing to take um, something that was 
um, you know, a struggle and, and tearful and also show us the joy and the good in it. And uh, for you listening at home, keeping track with us, I, I hope that this conversation has helped you follow Christ further. And uh, if you're walking the road of infertility and these conversations have helped you even just have a little bit of hope, we, we would love to know about that. You can uh, drop us a line on our Following Faith podcast um, on Facebook, our, our uh, page there, uh, as well as find more episodes on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, and Google. So make sure you hit subscribe wherever you are and keep uh, listening and tuning in. We hope these conversations help you follow Christ further. Until next time.